I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. I hope you've enjoyed this week as we've been talking uh, about issues on which we have the vote. Uh, and uh, Kelly Shackelford on Monday was fabulous, talking about Supreme Court issues, past victories and uh, current fights. Uh, talked to a congressional candidate on Tuesday, of course, Reverend Jim Harden, who had his uh, crisis pregnancy center firebombed up near Buffalo, New York yesterday. Well, when we started planning this week of programs a couple months ago uh we said who, who you know they said who would you want to talk to and i think the first name out of my mouth was tony perkins family research council i mean my goodness this is someone who is fighting for what we value as christians uh, in the political arena on a regular basis and he is the president of the family research council frc.org doing a great job so i'm honored to have tony perkins with me today tony thank you for being here Randy, great to be with you. Thanks so much for the invitation. And so, um, as as I told your associate producer, I expect you to predict every, accurately predict every race next Tuesday. Are you able to do that? Yeah, somebody's going to win. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, what are the what are the issues that you're you're watching? What do what do you what do we need to really be concerned about as Christians? You know, Randy, my uh, for the last ten years, actually, probably I would say the last twelve years, my biggest concern. It's gone from, you know, I got into this back as a as a legislator. I was a legislator in Louisiana, uh, spent uh, a term limited myself to two terms, spent eight years, and I, and I pioneered a number of uh, pro-family policies. I did the first uh, uh, covenant nation law, uh, uh, first covenant uh, marriage law in the nation, and, and some other legislation. So I was always interested in policy and in advancing the nuclear family, strengthening the family. And so that was kind of the focus I had when I went to the Family Research Council, uh, which actually has been about 20 years ago. The problem has been that we are now fighting a whole different battle. It's not just the strengthening the family. We, we've got to fight for religious freedom so that we can have a foundation from which to strengthen the family. Yeah. And so I, I would say, it's a long, long answer to your question, but it is religious freedom, the ability to live out our faith as directed by the Word of God in such a way that it impacts, number one, our children, our, our home, our relationships, how we conduct ourselves in business, and, and how we attract others. You see, when we live out our faith as God designed it and laid it out, <clears throat> it becomes attractive to the world especially today when we are living in such unsettled times where people are, they're, they're grasping for the, the purpose of life, the meaning of life. And you know what? As believers in Jesus Christ, we have it. We have the answers. Mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't originate with us. They come from God. But we convey that if we live it. And if we don't live it, there's a disconnect. And so people don't listen to our message when our lives don't match the message. And so... Uh, I think our biggest challenge as believers today is to continue to fight for the ability to live out our faith, exercising that fundamental freedom that our founders gave us, which no other nation really recognized the importance of that religious freedom that we have in our First Amendment. Yeah, and as I referenced in the open, Kelly Shackelford talked about some of the victories that uh, the First Liberty has had. 
Yeah, at they the do Supreme a great job. Court. And, and really, really big things, great things uh, that will, you know, when, when it's a Supreme Court issue, it's something that's going to hopefully last for decades. At the same time, uh, this administration, in their collusion with big tech and, and their use of the FBI and, and some things like that, they seem to really be going after Christians in a way that I haven't seen before. It's, you know, there's a lot of people would say, Tony, do you believe in conspiracies? You know, I, I don't buy into all of those uh, kind of man-made conspiracies, but I do believe there is a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy of Satan. I mean, he, we know that from the start to finish, he has, been, he has been trying to counter what God has been doing. And so I do believe that there is this uh, convergence of, of evil, and there are some people that are willfully playing a role in that. Now, we have to be mindful the fact that, uh, as Paul said, you know, we don't battle against flesh and blood. Our right. battle is not against individuals, but it against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts in uh, heavenly places. And so we, we have to be prepared for that understanding that these uh, these forces are, I think, riled up right now. Hmm. I, I, but I want to go back. Uh, probably Kelly mentioned this, but I, I, I want to give a plug for First Liberty because I mm -hmm. think they do a great job. Alliance Defending Freedom, Liberty Council. We need these organizations. Mm -hmm. But here's what we also need. We need men and women of faith who are willing to stand up for their faith, stand up for the Lord Jesus Christ, and face the heat. Because Kelly, they can't do their work unless there are people like Coach Kennedy and others who are willing to say, you know what? My first allegiance is to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if it costs me to stand for him, then so be it. But nine times out of 10, Kelly and, and others like that in that space will win because we do have that foundation as Americans, that First Amendment freedom. But we have to have the courage to live it out. Mm. And, and that's the challenge, I think, for believers today is, to, is to, to be strong in the Lord and to live out their faith, not with a, you know, what I say, I don't, I don't like to see people with a Jesus chip on their shoulder waiting for somebody to knock it off. Yeah. Because I don't think we should be looking for a fight, but I don't think we should run from one so, either. Now, now, that brings up a, an interesting tension for Christians, uh, which is this idea of, of, you know, not rushing to take your brother to court kind of thing uh, or mm -hmm. settle it before it goes to the court. Uh, there, I mean, I can make a biblical case for not taking things to the courts unless someone drags you into court, right? Right, right. So how do, how do you reconcile that with what are uh, test cases in a sense? In other words, saying, okay, we're going to go ahead and, and fight this legal fight for the sake of others, for the sake of the principle. Uh, how do you reconcile that with some people that think maybe we well, should I do think that? You know, I know Coach Kennedy and, and have followed that case and several other cases that First Liberty uh, has, has handled. Yeah. And they they try to resolve the issue. They don't. They're not raring to go into court. They 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 contact whoever it is in the case with Coach Kennedy, the school. They tried to resolve it. The, the school dug in, and and so they had no recourse other than to eventually take them to court. I mean, I can personally speak to this from I, I didn't end up in court, but I, I know what it that it's, it's sometimes it cost us to stand up and it's in it, it it can cost us a career i was a police officer before i got involved in politics and loved law enforcement that was my goal my whole desire in life was to be a police officer i spent about 10 years but uh, back in 1992 operation rescue came to baton rouge and 
Uh, I didn't have to work it, and so I didn't, but I went and observed. And what I saw was appalling to me. And I saw this, it's where my eyes were open to the spiritual nature of this battle. Guys that I'd gone to the academy with who were friends, acting extremely aggressive. In fact, uh, what I would say overly aggressive, violating the civil rights of peaceful protesters. And I spoke out about it, and it cost me my position. Uh, I was removed from the police department. But I think as Christians, we're compelled to take a stand for what is right mm. and, and, and not hold back and blend in. <clears throat> I think that's the, the, the lukewarm nature that Jesus talked about at the church where we've got one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. I think God wants us to have both feet in his kingdom. Yeah. We are in the world, but not of the world. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, theologically, I'm right there with you. Uh, on, on abortion, um, I mean, the abortion issue is kind of odd in the sense that uh, for, you know, my almost my full lifetime, you know, I was born just a few years before Roe versus Wade. um, And and certainly for most of your adulthood, if not all of it, that that we've been like fighting under this framework of Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. Now that's gone. And it's like the fight has gotten really weird. In, in a sense, 50 states, uh, you know, president wants to codify Roe, by which he means actually increase it and take away the rights of the states. It's what, what do you what do you think when you look at the current landscape of the abortion issue? All right. I, I know that I can speak freely on your program. Oh, yeah. Uh, Randy, I think this is a um, this is an answer to prayer. It's a unique moment of grace that God has extended to this nation. Hmm. And and we have to get it right. I mean, this, this more than anything gives me hope that God has not given up on America. And, and, and I know that this is going to, uh, you know, I, I don't know if the left catches this, your program or not, not, but, you know, this is, <laughs> this is where they'll start the whole thing about Christian nationalism and such. But look, I believe the Bible, okay? And I believe the principles of God, and I don't believe God has ever changed. He's the same uh, yesterday, today, and forever. And he, um, you look in the Old Testament, the sacrificing of children that was a part of the, the idolatry that took place in Judah and in Israel was abhorrent to God. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very interesting to me when a nation moves away from God and into idolatry, that at that low point, it involves children and the, the sacrificing, the ending of children. And I would say, you know, obviously we're not, we don't have stone altars in which we lay these children on, but it is the, uh, it is the same principle. And, and so for the fact that God has extended to us the grace that literally what the court did in the Dobbs decision is change its mind. And if you, in, in the Greek Repentance is metanoia, and it means to change one's mind. And with changing the mind is a change of actions and what you do. The court literally changed its mind on abortion. It repented. Now it's up to the church to do the work of repentance. And that means we've got to walk this out in changing the hearts and minds of people. So really the work has just begun. And that, yes, we need to work at the 50, uh, the 50 state level mm-hmm. of uh, changing policy, but we need to, to begin to ramp up what's been out there for, you know, three, four decades, the care pregnancy centers, yeah. 
You know, there are about 3,500 of those that dot the landscape of America. Christians need to be giving money to those. They need to be supporting those. We need to ramp up our efforts in adoption, which is another reason the work that we do in protecting religious freedom is important because adoption agencies that operate from a biblical worldview need to freely operate to place these children. So really, the battle has just begun, but I'm encouraged that God has extended to us this moment of grace where I think he's giving us a chance to, 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 to get it right. Yeah. And uh, that's encouraging to me. That means he hasn't written us off. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I think that's his desire is to never write it. He's very patient. He is, he is extremely patient with us. And you're right. We need to step up into these places, and that's why I like talking to you and some of the others I've talked to this week. Um, the other issue that I think think is really big right now and i'd like your take on it um and i hope i i I have you know neighbors and friends who don't vote the same way i do uh and even them uh they're a little horrified at what's going on with the whole sex change school children don't tell the parents uh cutting off body parts that's that's gone on in in a lot of places and i think this is i i can't imagine is being horrified as by you know some of the abortion issues but this horrifies me right up there yeah. in the same level yeah and it and it does parents too because they they are now seeing the indoctrination that their children are going through and we're seeing this astronomical rise in the number of children uh, adolescents who are confused about their gender. And there's no other explanation except that they are being indoctrinated with this message at school, in the media. And this is uh, th- this is extremely dangerous what is happening because what they're wanting to do in, in many states, they've now made it illegal, like in California, if a, uh, a parent wants a child to get counseling, I'm talking about talk counseling, you take a child to a counselor to talk through these issues, mm-hmm. that's illegal. You, you can't do that if it's, a, if it's around their issue of sexuality. And so they want to lock them into this destructive path where this, the social science actually shows us that uh, the science shows is about 80% or more of these children who are confused about their gender, on the other side of adolescence, they get it right. It's just a part of growing up. But again, the left is trying to lock kids into this at this moment of confusion and say, no, you're not confused. That's just who you are. And that's the way you'll be for the rest of your lives. And this is, this is tragic. And, and, I'll, and I'll go one step further. Uh, again, um, not wanting to avoid controversy, but I think it's demonic. I, I really do think it is demonic. It, is, it has spiritual consequences because what you're doing is you're leading kids to say, no, God didn't create me. I mean, we've right. gone down that path. I determine who I am. I determine my gender. And it, it, it sets in motion a perpetual conflict between the created and the creator. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and I say to anyone who is thinking that they need to modify their bodies to fit their brains, that no, I I accept you for how God created you. God, cre- God created them male and female. I see you for who you are. Forgive me if I don't use some other odd pronoun, but I accept you 
just the way God created you. And God does right. too. You don't need to change yourself. You don't need to modify yourself. Uh, you're going to just do harm to your body. And that that is one of the weird I, if you'd have if you'd have said 10 years ago that we'd be where we are today i'd have been like yeah that guy's a little on the fringe <laughs> you know but here well, we are well and, and and unfortunately we, we've had a lot of people say that because we, we we basically have have plotted this out going all the way back to 2004 2003 with the first efforts to redefine marriage mm. we, we we basically said this was this would be the dominoes and how they would fall now i will say that they have fallen a little faster than we thought they would, uh, but it's because of individuals like Joe Biden who are inexplicably uh, fixated on this. I mean, think about this for a moment, Randy. You know, we're, we're paying record prices for uh, energy, mm. for, for gas. You can fill up your cars, record prices. It's about prices. to get worse. It, it is, it, yeah, it could be, uh, we could be crisis level. We could see crisis uh, related to food shortages as a result of fuel so shortages, inflation, highest in 40 years. Um, we, we see the global stage, uh, the United States and the global stage is, is no longer respected. We see this uh, just turmoil internationally. And what is this administration focused on? They are focused on advancing abortion, even to the detriment and the health consequences of women by, by pushing abortion pills through the mail without medical oversight. We have them fixated on uh, transgendering our children when our test scores for math and science are the lowest um, yeah. in, in decades. Uh, there's something wrong here, Randy. This doesn't add up. And that's where I, I think as believers, we have to see like uh, Elisha's servant, that there's, there, there's more to this than what we see with the eye. There is a spiritual side of this. There is a spiritual battle. And the president himself has repeated this since his campaign. We're in a battle for the soul of the nation. Well, nations don't have souls, but our children do. Yeah. And there is a battle for the soul of our children. And that is what is being waged right now. Yeah. And, you know, I love the simple prayer of Elisha with his servant. Op open his eyes, Lord. And, and that's what we need. That's the, yeah. I, and, that, and that's my prayer for all Americans. It's just, just open Open your eyes. And I, you and I both recognize that Republicans aren't the answer to all of our problems. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> but I, you know, my wife was saying, you know, how are we going to vote straight ticket? And I said, I, I, you know, I can't find a Democrat that I would vote for because I'm not going to vote for anybody that's, that's pro-abortion or pro-transgenderism or, you know, things like that. And that's that's just where they're at right now. Uh, and and that doesn't mean all Republicans are perfect or good. It just means, I don't mean, I, I only got one place to fight the fight right now. Um, right. The other side's lost to me. Um, but I'm curious what you think is going to happen, not predict individual races or anything, but yeah. are we, are, are we going to at least at least put our finger in the dike of the Biden administration by taking control of one chamber of Congress. That's a good way to describe it. By the way, let me, let me we have a resource that's available to um, uh, Christian voters okay. to help them. Uh, it's a, it's a, a personalized voter guide and, and all they need to do is text the word guide, G-U-I-D-E, guide to 67742. That's 67742. You'll get a link 
follow the link, put in your address, and you'll get a personalized voter guide that basically rates the candidates from conservative to, to liberal. And so you'll have a, an idea of the candidates. Now, there's a get into the ballot initiatives in most cases. There's a few states that we are because there's abortion issues on the ballot. But again, that's guide to 67742. So here's what I think, Randy, is I, it, what's, what it's looking like right now. And let me preface this by saying polls don't vote. People do. <laughs> yeah. So don't listen to the polls. You might think, oh, it looks like they've got it. They don't need my vote. That's not true. Uh, we have seen in the last decade a number of races decided by one vote. In fact, in Virginia, about six years ago, there was a, a House race in which it was tied. They determined the winner by drawing the name out of the hat, which was the, the only provision they had available for that. But here's the kicker. That one seat decided the majority in the, uh, the Virginia uh, House of Delegates, which determined control of the legislature. One vote. Crazy. I mean, that's how close elections are. So every vote matters. And there's been a number of uh, election reform measures that have been uh, put in place in the last two years because a lot of people are concerned about what happened in 2020, saying my vote's not going to count, there's this or that. Look, there's been a lot of effort put into making sure that votes count. And, and frankly, we need to overwhelm them at the polls so that if they do uh, try their shenanigans, right. we'll, just, we'll just outnumber them because right. we're taking family and friends and neighbors uh, to, to vote. The House looks like it's in pretty good shape. I think we're going to see somewhere between 20 and 30 uh, House uh, Republicans having a, a 20 to 30 seat majority, potentially, which would be quite significant. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the trending is looking pretty good for the United States Senate. Um, we could see the Republicans could get a 52, 53 seat uh, majority, but I want to point out something you said a moment ago about Republicans. Not all Republicans are reliable. Uh, there are some problems within the ranks of Republicans, and there's some Republican candidates that are running in this cycle that, quite frankly, I wouldn't vote for. Right. Um, uh, but I do want to see, to have a conservative constitutional majority that will box in uh, this administration from doing all of the bad stuff that they've been doing. Now, They'll continue to do it, I'm sure, but it'll have a harder time because you'll have oversight hearings that will be led by Republicans. They also, as the Congress, they control the purse strings, so uh, they will be controlling some of the money. So here's the good news. I think we could be looking at at least two years of gridlock, yep. which means something we can count on, yeah. and that is no bad stuff coming out of Washington, D.C. Usually the less that comes out of D.C., the better off we are. You're anyway. absolutely right. <laughs> so. You're absolutely right. I mean, the exception was we saw some really good policies under the Trump administration yeah, we did. that were beneficial to the families of America, to the economy. True. Uh, but that's rare. It is really rare. Unfortunately, it is. All right, I want to point out a couple of things. You can always go to frc.org. Uh, FamilyResearchCouncil.org, but uh, if you go to FRCAction.org, you will find this, uh, FRCAction.org slash 2022, and you can search for it as well. That's how I found it. Uh, but you've got your, your voter's guide, I voter guide, yes. Senate voter's guide, platform comparison, 
Uh, now, that platform comparison is really good, if I can just speak to that for uh -huh. a moment, yeah. Randy, because um, you, you talked about the parties, and you talked about not being able to find a Democrat, and, 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 and unfortunately, that is true. What's happened, it's kind of like the, the parable that Jesus told of the wheat and the tares, and, and I don't want to carry that, too, that analogy too far, but I'll just say this, there is a clear line of separation between good and evil that's taking place in our nation, and it's reflected often in the policies. Um, you know, if, if a policy is in alignment with principles of Scripture, then you know it's good. If it runs counter to that, the taking of unborn life, uh, the, as you're talking about, transgendering our children, those are anti, they're, they're antithetical to, to scripture and to mm. biblical truth. But those are what's in the party platform. What yeah. Joe Biden and his administration is doing right now is actually in the Democratic Party platform. We shouldn't be surprised. Based on yeah. about a four decade analysis of party platforms, the parties, the two parties, adhere to their platforms about 80% of the time. So these are not just uh, documents thrown out there for no reason. Right. They actually do guide the parties. And so this, this particular resource is actually a C3 compatible churches. We've had churches will show this and say, hey, this is what this party stands for. This is what this party stands for. If a candidate aligns himself with this particular party, this is pretty much where they stand. So it's a great resource to use because it's not specific to a candidate, simply states what the parties stand for and the fact that that's pretty much what they do. Yeah, you know, you are, you are preaching my message. Two years ago when I have conservative friends who had some issues with Trump, which I totally get, I'm like, Just look at the platforms. You know, uh, let's get beyond the personalities and let's look at what's going to happen if you vote this way. And, you know, a lot of people didn't listen. And now we're seeing it. And it's yeah. like, that's, I mean, it's right there. So I really appreciate that. FRCaction.org slash 2022 if you want the direct link. Uh, and you can click on that that uh, resource there. Tony, is there anything else? I mean, I got, I got a whole list of things we could talk about the rest of the day. But uh, we don't have the rest of the day. Is there any other big thing you want people to know as we roll into election week? Well, Randy, again, I, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is that we vote and that not just we vote, but that we take family and friends, that we talk to our, I mean, look, we've got, uh, we've got another weekend uh, before the election. Not, not a lot of time, but we've got a few more days. You know, uh, talk about it at the dinner table. Um, call family, friends, encourage them to vote. Uh, post it on your social media, take these resources that you've mentioned and other organizations that have resources, put those out on your, uh, on your social media platforms. Just, we have to overwhelm them at the polls and, and make sure we're voting biblical values. What we, what we do, Family Research Council, three words we call for, pray. We need to be praying for our nation like we've never prayed before. We need to pray for these elections. We need to vote. Obviously, that's, a, that's the basic of engagement. As Americans, we have the right to vote, but I believe as Christians, we have a responsibility to vote. And then third, we have to stand. We have to stand for biblical truth. Regardless of what happens in this election, Randy, we have to continue to stand for biblical truth wherever God has placed us. Yep, we're going to, and it's going to be easier if you vote for somebody that'll let you. <laughs> so You're absolutely it's, right. It's both, right. It's both these things. Tony Perkins, Family Research Council, Love what you do. Appreciate you taking the time to share with our audience today. Thank you, sir. 
Thank you, Randy. Always great to be with you. Appreciate all you guys out there watching. Again, hit share. It's it's an uphill battle with these tech companies. I get that. So share on all the platforms. Uh, subscribe on all of our platforms. Like, follow, all those good things. And come back and go vote. It's coming up fast if you haven't already early voted like I have. <laughs> we'll see you again next time on Life Today Live. To make America a better nation. All we say to America be true to what you said on paper. <laughs>